0: Did you know that theology is like Rock'em Sock'em Robots? It did not. Enlighten me. You did not. Well, it is because theology is just something that we have to wrestle with, and we should wrestle with it, but we better figure it out before our heads pop off. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Let's do this thing. You've got the dummies, Ben and JJ, coming at you with wisdom from the Bible and beyond. This is Dummies with Wisdom.
1: And welcome back. We're gonna kind of continue on with our, uh, I don't know, little mini series, if you want to call it that, on uh, some of these more theologically based topics. Uh, this one kind of coming out of our, uh, biblical theology versus systematic theology. Uh, we kind of laid the baseline for some stuff and what we thought on, uh, that subject, but we want to talk a little bit about how much theology we, we think a, or a person, I guess, um, needs to understand or have before, um, they can, before they're a believer, I guess is, ugh, that was a lot of ums, but whatever, um, I think the first
0: thing we want to mention here is that, obviously, the core of the gospel, you must believe 100%, you know, that we all sin, we all deserve condemnation, God sent Jesus to die on the cross mm-hmm. for our sins, if we put our faith in him, put, uh, trust him as Lord and Savior, that's, that's, uh, there's, there's no way around that. If you don't believe that, not a believer, by definition, right. not just our opinion, by definition. Right.
1: And so we put that that gospel message and the things that surround that into kind of, we, we've always, we've heard this from a lot of people. And even when we're roommates, we talk about um, the Christian faith, like the knowledge aspect into these like spheres. And so we put that gospel message into this center sphere, into this core sphere of things that we must believe, that believers have to believe in order to, for one, be on the same page, but also to be Christians. And then as that as topics kind of go out from there there's underlying spheres that kind of grow from that's that core sphere um some of them more crucial than others um and some of them not so much but all of them important nonetheless uh and that's what we're kind of talking about where where are these some of these you know controversial topics some maybe not even controversial topics where do those lie and where do we where do we as believers need to stand on those things in order to uh be a Christian is pretty much what we're going to kind of debate, talk about,
0: and each and every one of us, when when we get to the pearly gates, we're going to find something um, that we were wrong about. Probably first and foremost that there is no pearly gates. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair, but we're all we're all going to be wrong on some on some level, and that doesn't mean that we're not going to get to heaven. Um, and there's some stuff that's I would say that's pretty important that we would agree on, but not necessarily disqualifying from from salvation. While there are some things that if you don't believe it, uh, JJ and I here would argue that you're probably not saved. Not that, mm-hmm. um, even if you have the the very very core right, um, there's some stuff that, that you just simply have to believe if you're if you're a Christian. Um, so we're just gonna kind of talk through kind of some of the stuff we believe, mm-hmm. and do we think that you have to somewhat agree with us? Again, the not like if you disagree with us, you're going to hell. But, yeah. um. You know, if if you're completely opposite on some of these things, we would definitely at the very least question uh where you stand. Um so one thing, uh the first thing that I'm gonna bring up is just the Bible, uh, the inerrancy of the Bible, the authority of the Bible, um the uses of it that are in uh second Timothy three sixteen. Uh that's you know something that I would definitely hold to. And I think that if you don't, um well, first off, you- that's going to throw a lot of your theology just out the window, because if you don't believe the Bible is true and authoritative and without error, then what, like, what do you believe?
1: Even to the extent like people believing that just Jesus words (laughs) are inerrant, but everything else isn't. Um, really like if you, when you look at scripture, you kind of if you're going to believe the Bible, you kind of have to believe in the total inerrancy of scripture because a lot of what Jesus said what he said is in relation or depends on something that was either written in the old Testament or is the foundation that is led for laid for something that is said later on in the new Testament and you know, vice versa, all that. So it's all, all our intermingles and I, we both believe that that is pretty crucial. And we also believe that it's pretty scriptures evident on the aspect that scripture slash God's word is inerrant.
0: And furthermore, the uh, the idea of the word meaning the Bible and the word meaning Christ, I think it was I think it was Spurgeon that really, um, really fleshed out how they're so intertwined. And so if you're if you're gonna take um, you're not gonna take the Bible for what it is, then it's gonna be hard to take Jesus for what He is or truth for what it is.
1: Yeah, I think we both agree that we put the inerrancy of Scripture and God's Word definitely more core. I would still I would still argue that you probably could believe that God's word may have errors and still be a believer. That's going to, that's going on on, to that, what gonna what
0: gonna depend, that. yeah, exactly, depend on what you believe
1: by that. It's going to depend on what you believe by that. It's going to depend on probably your just natural growth. I think there is definitely room in all these topics we're going to talk about for grace as well. Um, that's going to be very dependent with you and the Lord as well. So, but we definitely put that in kind of that next sphere outside of that core belief. Um, but then to switch topics just to give an example of kind of the latter another big one that often comes up within christian churches we only have to talk about this for very long but um just music and worship what you're playing in um like at church really i think that's the biggest one that comes up and then also like what you're listening to like on the side i've heard a lot of christians like the whole it's like the whole footloose mentality um you know if you listen to a certain subsect of music there's no way you could be a christian you know that that whole right. thought and so but that's obviously i just wanted to kind of throw that out there cuz that's very obviously something that's on the very much on the outside sphere of what we're looking at right. obviously if someone listens to i don't know um well there's a i don't even know what type of music it is but it's like old like folklore viking stuff and like the words to it are pretty <laughs> like intense like devilish and i was like oh my word like this is I kind of felt a little convicted. Like I was like, I'm like inviting like the demon spirits into like my house. But again, like if someone like listens to that, like, again, it's going to depend on their. I don't know if a believer is going to be able to stand in that light for very long, but still like, I think that's something that is very much on the outside sphere and music is music. But at the same time, it's important because we want to express ourselves and we have interest in like good things.
0: I agree. We need many more churches that are playing Viking music for worship. Yes. Uh, times. Yes. yes, that would that would solve many many problems. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, something I something I think is very important, very uh, uh core to the message of the Bible, but I don't think you have to agree on it uh to to be saved is the uh the theology about hell. Mm. Now, the, let me say that I think that's different than than condemnation of un- unbelievers. Uh so th- so the uh, the British theologian uh, John Stott um, back in the uh, the 20th century he uh, he was uh, he believed in annihilationism, which means that uh, he doesn't believe that hell is an eternal uh, place. He thinks that if you die an unbeliever, essentially your soul is annihilated; you are just no more. And then those who are believers go to heaven. Obviously, I think that's wrong. Mm-hmm. I I'm not sure. You know, for for being um, as good of a theologian as he was. Um, not really sure. That's kind of came out of left field. But if you believe that there is condemnation for sin, where even if you don't think hell is a real eternal place, which I think the Bible's pretty clear on, uh, I, I don't, I don't think that that's a core theology. Now, if you don't think that there's any condemnation, and you're therefore a universalist, uh, which just means that you think everybody goes to heaven regardless of what they think or believe or don't think, um, I, I think that that there's your problem. But if you believe that there's condemnation, and but you're just not um, completely uh set on that on the existence of an eternal hell i don't, I don't think that disqualifies anything
1: yeah no I'm a, i won't be around the butch i thought you, you said that pretty well um another super common topic that is um a big point of controversy is the whole predestination and arminism talk that's something that both me and you, I think, we have Did both Did you say come. that freely or were you predestined to bring that up? I was uh, freely predestined to say so. Ah, uh, okay, mm. so you're
0: free. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for the clarification. Um, <laughs> but I think both me and you, at least as of now, I would still lay out on the, um with the idea that I'm not sure that this is a topic that we're going to figure out, um, especially within a church context. It's frustrated me when both sides have pinned core theologies based off of this idea and made and made it and they've made it into a topic that was more core than it should have been um yeah borderline like you know if you don't really believe in predestination like you're not saved or vice versa right um and so obviously it won't be around the bush. We don't need to talk about what our actual viewpoints on it. We'd like to say that for another, you know, 30 minutes of time. Cause we could definitely spend that much time on it, but it's <laughs> most definitely like that's something that, yes, we do want to try to understand it. We do want to, it's great to debate. It's great to um, dig in and grow in that area. Cause I think we learn more about the Lord when we dig into those type of topics. But again, that is something that is, it should never, um, hamper our relationships with other believers or our ministry going forward with them as well.
0: All right, I think you, you put that uh, pretty well that it, it is important that we have, you know, that we understand where we stand on that. Cause that does influence a lot of other theology, but yeah, um, yeah, definitely blown out of proportion. Um, I, I think another core uh, doctrine is uh, salvation by faith. Mm. That's where uh, Protestants really differ from uh, Catholicism, where it's salvation by faith plus works. Um, and again, we could really go into the the theology there and the whole relation of of faith and works um, in the New Testament. But if we don't believe in salvation by faith, then that throws grace out the window. Mm. Um, kind kind of makes the cross ha- at least halfway pointless. Um, it's it's salvation by by faith alone that's uh, you, you can't really differ on that or else you've turned it into another worldly religion where it's based on your works and not actually on the cross or on grace
1: right i think that's a key part it's like it's definitely we've definitely made it more about works than actual about the cross and about grace and therefore i think people have both sides either they lessen its um weight or they blow it out more than it probably should be and so again, like the more you study, that's where the theology comes important, because um, you as you grow in understanding, it's going to be a lot easier to walk this Christian life. Um, but again, like it's a balancing act, kind of like the predestination free will thing. Um, I'll go to one that's a little more uh, culturally hard hitting right now, but like the sanctity of marriage. I think it's a really right. big topic. I think in regard to a person's well being, like even just physically, it's a Huge topic, even even within. I think when we bring up sanctity of marriage, we automatically go to like homosexual marriages or you know LGBTQ. Right. Even within like a heterosexual marriage, with without proper understanding and bounds, there are really big issues um, that can come from there. Scriptures, I think, is very clear on what its stances not just on homosexuality, but also on heterosexuality and what that looks like within a marriage and what a marriage relationship should look like. Like, it's not just homosexual um, couples, you know, having issues getting divorced, blah, blah. Heterosexual couples, obviously, are having a lot of issues as well. Um, but while scripture is very clear on that, if you're a believer in a homosexual relationship or a heterosexual relationship, and this may be, we can take this outside of marriage, too, both ways. Um, there does need to be an understanding, but as well, like, there... Um. Yeah, there is extra grace in there. So by no means do I think like if you fall outside of kind of these bounds that you're not a believer. But there's definitely room to grow.
0: I would I would say too that it also depends on your sanctification, mm. how long you've been a believer, how deep you are into the theologies. Because if you've if you've been a Christian for forty years and you're arguing that mm. God likes homosexuality, right. I'd be questioning a lot of stuff going on there. If you've been a Christian for six months and ha- just haven't. You know, flesh that out yet. I think those are two completely different things. And that's not to say that that your uh, salvation hinges on that. Mm. It would be more of a, uh, I'd be questioning, I'd be questioning, um, possibly your salvation just because of how you understand, because that's not going to be the only thing you would yeah. not understand. It, right. it would be a, a plethora of things. So right. that's, it wouldn't be that topic alone. It would be mm. a, do you, do you understand theology at, You know, at, at all? Or are you, you know, just kind of going back to again, the, the authority of the Bible, are you just picking and choosing at that point. I think
1: it's a good um, thing to like to frame all those topics, especially that topic, but all, yeah. all these topics. Right.
0: Cause if you have a, if you have a deathbed confession, I mean, you know, it d- doesn't matter what you believe in that moment, as long as you believe the gospel, you put your faith in Christ. That's salvation. Yeah, I mean that's that's going back to like uh, the parable of the, uh, oh, what's it called? The, the one where they have all the workers and the the last ones get a denarius, just like the first workers. Of the sower. I've...
1: No, now, that's a different one. I forget what it, I forget the title uh, of it. The, the parable of the. You sure it's not the sower? Because they like.
0: No, the sower's the one with the uh, where they put the 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 seeds in the different types of soil. Oh, shit. Is it? that the parable of the seeds? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh,
1: <laughs> like the like the like the common investment one, right? No. Whatever.
0: No, the one with the the guy. Okay, now, now I'm just the, yeah, the guy. Yeah, the one with the guy goes and hires people in the beginning of the day. Says I'll. I'll give you a denarius for a day's work, and then hire some people like with an hour left to go in the work day and gives them all a denarius. And oh, the ones okay. beginning are. Yeah, yeah. I, I forget what it's what it's called, but Man. um, anyway. I uh, I, I think I think one that some people would disagree with me on, uh, de- well, definitely some people would be the idea of baptism. Yeah. So baptism is an ordinance. It's definitely something we should do. It's definitely um, it, it's definitely important. Um, every everybody who becomes a believer should be baptized. Um, even the modes of baptism, I've, I know, uh, I, I was, I was at a church one time where a woman was baptized. I mean, she probably was like around sixty years old, and she was getting baptized because by immersion, because she was baptized when she was like twenty by pouring or whatever. Yeah. And while I do think that that uh, immersion is the right form, that doesn't negate other forms of baptism. Um. Also, uh, baptism is important, but you're not gonna. You're not going to go to hell just because you weren't baptized. You know, again, we going back to the uh, the salvation by faith. If we believe that, then um, baptism can still be important without being. It's not the saving act. The saving act was the cross and the resurrection. So, um, and you, know, I know, I know another woman that was. Um, she's probably about sixty now too. That she was baptized when she was a baby. She was in the Lutheran Church, um, and when she got older, decided that was legitimate and never at a later baptism again like do i do i think you still you should actually be baptized as you know a a you know the believer's baptism yeah i would think so but that that doesn't change um that doesn't change your your status of salvation mm-hmm. the method or if you were baptized or not though it is important
1: i mean it's i've always looked at it as it'd be it'd be kind of weird if you're a part of this team and you never like formally introduce yourself you know like you just kind of joined yeah. in and you stayed on your own on the sideline like that just it, for one it doesn't happen like at some point you're gonna create relationships right. and you get on the same page and so baptism is honestly just that like it's that ushering in of publicly saying yes I'm I'm part of this team like I'm all in uh, to do this thing with you guys and so it's an initiation yeah but again it's <laughs> yeah, well yeah. yeah but um <laughs> there were a lot of ideas that pop through anyway um <laughs> but again like like you said it's not definitely not core because the Bible says it, it's not, <laughs> you know, like it's not going to save you. Um, but it's definitely, it's, it's in those first couple of spheres of like it's something that we need to understand because like it's going to catapult us into this life that we're called to live.
0: How about this? This, this one, this one is, is, is debatable. Uh, we might, we might discuss this one. Um, I would say core to the gospel is because of all its implications. I would say, um, is just the idea of love uh, I think you know love's been The concept has been screwed up I'm pretty sure For all of time but right now We are living in a time where I mean Quite honestly society has no idea What love is we're living in an in an Age where if somebody If a man feels like a woman and mm-hmm. You refuse to say that he is um, By definition a woman That that's not loving um, Yeah we're You know if if we want to Jail people because they committed crimes like that's not loving anymore um if i cut down a tree because it's in the way i'm not loving the environment like there's it, it, we've so screwed up the term love to me i love netflix um,
1: i love yeah. steak like yeah
0: i mean steak is that's a that's a good point
1: but only if it's from texas roadhouse
0: oh amen brother but we've we, we've totally destroyed the idea of love and I, again i i i think that that's going to have so such huge implications in evangelism in how we understand god in really just a lot of a lot of theology i mean it's going to impact a lot of stuff if you if you think that um somebody says that they're homosexual and so we must accept that because that's the loving thing to do and by definition then you're saying that god would accept that because that's the loving thing to do you know that's just that's just wrong and if we have a um, that whacked out version of love, or that whacked out of an idea of what love is, again, that's why I, I, I don't know if that by itself uh, would would disqualify me from salvation, but I don't know if you could have a solid theology outside without understanding what love is, at least as much as our finite minds are able to understand.
1: Yeah yeah i agree and i think that's i I think you started to alluded to it especially why it's so crucial at the end i personally believe that i we for one you you're not gonna have the proper understanding of love without scripture or outside of christ because he is love he is the creator of love anything outside of that is at best going to fall short and at worst completely opposite of what god intended but right. then kind of like uh, like two-sided to the topic yes the understanding has to be there but also like I truly don't think we can love so it's like it's two sides to the, to the same question one side is kind of the knowledge of okay love is within this bounds that Christ has made but then also for one Christ's love that he displayed for us on the cross is a love that will be unmatched for all of history. And I don't think I I've I'm someone to believe that we can't truly love without Christ. Like you're not going to be able to do it without the power, even the knowledge of what, even if you had the proper knowledge of what Christ's love was, you're not going to be able to do it unless you have Christ and the Holy spirit working inside of you. And so just because of that, I think love is the basis that sets like if we're going to be talking about, um, like spiritual formation and like the, the things that we would be looking for inside ourselves, like intrinsically, not even necessarily talking about other people, but if we're like questioning our own salvation, we're looking inwardly. Love is going to set that baseline and how well you understand love and how well you practice love is going to be a direct reflection of everything else going on in your life and everything, all the other fruits that you're um, pouring out and all that's going to be directly from the power of the Holy spirit working inside of you.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And that's
1: why I put it like, uh, not core because I think there's a growth in that, but then I yeah I don't know would you put it in that next sphere or well, that sphere I've, after? I'd put it probably in that it, next sphere.
0: I've heard it said that um this isn't necessarily biblical per se, but I've heard it said before that God is love and all of his other characteristics stem from that.
1: Hmm. Um, yeah, I've kind of heard that too. I yeah. mean
0: that's that's de- that's debatable right. to it to an extent, but
1: I think at least I mean, the, the Bible definitely does
0: say. The, de- the bible definitely does say that God is love, and like you said that that lays the foundation and if you don't understand the foundation um you really at all yeah you're gonna have i'm i'm you're gonna have a real hard time making the case that you really understand what salvation is and what Christ did for you, yep, and i mean it's it, again it's 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 not necessarily that in itself mm-hmm. it's everything that st- it's, that stems from that so I mean, would I put that? Would I put it. that in the core? I I think it would it it would depend on how it's playing out. If we're, if we're if we're refusing to you know condemn sin and we're refusing and we're just accepting anything and everything because hashtag love wins, then I would say that that probably is. If it's just a misunderstanding where it's you know it's it's hurting you but not you know completely. Blowing up the foundation.
1: Yeah, eh. yeah.
0: Here's what I'm thinking. This all really just boils down to: is if we're talking about a deathbed confession, gospel, straight gospel. That's it. If if you understand that you're a sinner, that you need the cross to be saved. Yeah, that's you know that's that's it. Yeah. Um. The farther we go down the line and the farther we go down the the path of sanctification Mm -hmm. the law the more we have to believe the more we have to understand because i mean it's going back to the whole parable thing it's like the parable of the uh the seeds or whatever the title of that one is where you know some seed falls along this and some seed falls along that and the only one that actually grows up is the one that falls on good soil yeah if we don't cultivate our faith lives we're simply going to be the one that's among the thorns where it sprouts up initially and then gets choked out because we don't understand what really, what we believe. And so if we're talking, if we're talking that you, and again, everybody's going to be sanctified at different, uh, you know, in a different time frame. you're going to grow at different rates. And so what takes one person who's just on fire, Mm. you know, three years to do might take someone else 30, you know, it just depends. But as you move down that line, I would say you're, What you would, your salvation is not going to come through what you believe correctly. But the less you believe, the more I would be cautious about where you stand as far as salvation goes. Yeah, I'm not going to say you're not saved, but I definitely wouldn't want to be you.
1: Right, and I think that's it's not a, not a place that you want to be as a believer. That's somewhere I think if we start getting down that train. I think the 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 devil has probably put some lies in our heads, and we've started to believe them. And at the very least, we've right. you know we've kind of wandered, been that wandering sheep that's just kind of gone and done our own thing. Again, may not. I think I won't, I won't keep going down that road, chill. But just to piggyback on what you're kind of saying, me personally, very like intrinsically, when I'm thinking about salvation and uh, that sanctification process. Like yes, we threw out a bunch of topics, but the most important thing is you could have, I could have, I could have a a moment with within one of these topics, and maybe I screw up, and someone else could have the same exact thing, and we we could sit here and compare, you know, apples to apples yeah. all day. Yep. Um, you know, both of us maybe claim to be believers, do all this, like literally everything is the exact same. But let's say one person is farther along in sanctification process, and say the other person is either not or um, maybe they're not a believer at all. I think what it all boils down to is what, what is your conviction going on inside your heart? What is the, that, that may be kind of a weird way to say it, but like, what's the conversation with you and the Lord? What's the conversation with you and the Holy Spirit? When something good or bad is going on, what's the immediate conversation? What's the immediate reaction to that inside of you? What is it? And it may not even be within inside of you, maybe within the community of believers of, hey, I screwed okay. up. The Holy Spirit's, you know, working inside of me, saying, "Hey, let's pull that back. Let's let's relax on that." Or like I do something really like amazing. Oh, not me, you know. Obviously, the Lord, Lord, you know, giftings and workings through going through me, but the Holy Spirit stirring me, going, "Hey, like that was pretty cool. Go do that." Or other believers are saying, "Hey, that's amazing. Like, keep it up. Continue on. Keep fighting." Um, I think especially when it pertains to these type of topics, when you start getting down the nitty gritty of it, I think that's really, really, really crucial to if you're questioning yourself like you need to be having those moments of the lord working w- inside of you.
0: Yeah, it's not necessarily it's not necessarily what you're right about, who you agree with, what you agree with, are you growing? It's what it really comes down to. We're all going to be wrong on something um except for us. That's why we started this podcast, but um yep. you know the rest of you keep trying. <laughs>
1: yeah, the dummies with wisdom is we're we're, we have the wisdom and we're speaking to the dummies right
0: exactly that that's why we titled it that way
1: yeah i don't know we did get that email earlier correcting us on our uh verse usage so
0: yeah we had a uh, a anonymous
1: caller we we missed a
0: quote in the uh, drunk podcast um uh that it was it was mark 30 Uh, i don't remember what we quoted it as but
1: it was mark wait it was a mark 30 or mark 8
0: oh well mark eight (laughs) thirty. We're still wrong. We still can't figure it out. I guess we are the dummies. All right. Thanks for listening, y'all.
1: Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Dummies with Wisdom. To give us comments, ask questions, or submit pictures of other dummies you find in the wild, email us at dummieswithwisdom at outlook.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dummieswithwisdom.